It's time for the Kernel Mania podcast with Mike, Spencer, and Ace. And it's episode 11 of the Crundle Mania podcast. That was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. That was a 12 out of 10. We really hyped this entrance um, before we even uh, started recording. And then when it happened, uh, the Crundle hit your boy. What can I say? Oh, dude, I'm also stoned as a mofo right now, man. I took so much shatter that I walked past my apartment floor four times and then below my apartment floor another four times walking up the stairs. I, I easily wasted five minutes of my of my evening doing that. So uh, I'm glad you shared that with everyone because you told us that off uh, off the uh, recording beforehand. And I was like, that's funny. That's a good story. You should share it. <laughs> oh, dude, it's it's Gorilla Glue top shelf shatter, man, and it was oh man, it was potent, dude. I'm <laughs> I'm twelve and a ten baked right now for sure, for sure, if not more. That was uh, Mike. Mike. Uh, that was Spencer. I'm Ace Bondaloo, and uh, I didn't get to watch much of the wrestling tonight. We'll just come out and say it, but I did do the news today, so I did contribute, you guys. I did contribute to Crundlemania. Excellent, proud of you. Yeah, I'm also happy for you. Were you waiting for me to, to give you yeah, a, I was waiting for you to a compliment? <laughs> I wanted you to say thanks. Appreciate that. I always do, man. You do the news the best. I feel like I'm a little bit of a step down. Yeah, you've got no, a better, that's not you have a better voice better. for radio. <laughs> I have, <laughs> that's all right. I have the analytics right here. Ace Bondlu is a terrible voice for radio. That's a fact. Anyways, it's a false um, analytic for the people out there, just in case you're wondering. It's uh, the it's the Wednesday night edition of the pod where we record on a Wednesday. We're gonna break down some AEW. We're gonna break down NXT. We are going to give our clapper crapper a knee slapper, and then we're gonna give social media shoutouts. Uh, talk about what is making us talk so goofy tonight, and then we'll uh, say goodbye. How's that sound, gentlemen? Sounds like a party. I don't know why I said that. But it sounds like uh, there is one plan. one thing of housekeeping here we do need to address. Uh, Spencer still has not watched the TNA Reverse Battle Royal, and uh, we are still waiting on that. We have not forgotten about the TNA Reverse Battle Royal. I know uh, a lot of Crundle Maniacs out there are waiting for that commentary from Spencer. Uh, Mike, do you want to break down AEW? Yeah, absolutely. It would be my pleasure, Ace. So we started things also, off tonight. How good is Crundle Maniacs? I came up with that on the spot. Absolutely spectacular. I mean, I can't dispute that at all. Absolutely spectacular. Cold open from tonight as we pivot to AEW for the second time. Uh, previewing to the opener between... Cold open to preview the opener between Darby and Cody in the semifinals of the TNT Championship Tournament. Frick, I'm caked right now. I hope I can get through this. Cody versus Darby, first match of the night, semifinal. Brandy got taken down pretty early uh, by Darby, who worked Cody's leg the whole match. Uh, great technical showing from him. But Cody gets the win after Darby uh, hit a coffin drop but got rolled up. It was a really, really good opener. Uh, huge fan of this match. Did either one of you catch this? I don't think either one of you actually caught this match, did you? No, I didn't catch it, but... Uh... 
I did see that Darby weighs 173 pounds only. And I was like, hey, I'm 170. Put, okay. That guy's got to put on some. Well, that means you can get in there and do this. <laughs> <laughs> I will do this eventually. There we day. go. I'm not a pussy. Um, yeah, I'll let you continue on with it. Um, yeah, he's not exactly big, but dude, man, he flies around. Like, there's, there's nobody faster in the ring in AEW than Darby Allen. The way he counters, the way he gets behind you so quickly, and the way he manipulates limbs, uh, takes, uh, takes you out. And he did, like, a bunch of different ways. Uh, he's just a fun dude to watch. I know you guys don't like him that much, but I, I, I'm all in, dude. He's one of my favorite wrestlers in, in any company right now, for sure. Spencer, you don't pick I, your favorite wrestlers. Your favorite wrestlers pick you. Fair enough. That actually makes no sense. Actually, that makes no sense. I take that back. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know what you're going for there, Ace. But uh, anyways, then we had a vignette for Scorpio Sky. They're really hyping him up to probably do something as a singles wrestler when they get back. Then MGF gave an update on his hangnail injury. He says it's fine, but now he's, uh, he has nicked his neck while shaving. Uh, so he's not on TV right now. Uh, yeah, I thought it was funny. It's a way to keep him on TV. Um, do either of you guys have any strong comments, either for or against Maxwell Jacob Friedman? I like him, man. He's good stuff. Uh, everything he's – he's money. He's money. He's a star anywhere he goes. He's pretty funny. I kind of like him. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, no strong opinion either way yet, though. Yeah, we need to see more from MJF. I mean, and by see more, I just mean like a couple more prominent feuds, and then he's going to be right up there contending for the championship, I think. Um, next match was Musa versus Wardlow. Squash match win for Mr. Mayhem. Wardlow, Ace, and now you're, uh, you've got some feelings on this name for good old Wardlow. Mr. Mayhem. Uh, that's a bad nickname. That's all it is. Uh... It's bad. He was just cool as Wardlow. That's cool in its own, you know. I believe yeah, like if they gave uh, that's just, it's just stupid. It's a stupid name. Yeah, I absolutely agree. But whatever, he's cool in the ring. It was a pretty good match. Like in terms of the the like in terms of booking a squash match was entertaining because this Musa guy tried to hit it like he hit him with a kick, like uh, and then he hit him with a neuralizer kind of kick, and then he got. Uh, super pissed off and just went nuts. It was pretty sick. Then we had another Bubbly Bunch segment. Chris Jericho proposing a Manitoba melee. I was a humongous fan of the uh, proposition and the name of that. Uh, Massive pop from Manitoba Mike. 204 Pride, baby. And uh, yeah, that was cool. Everybody did. Like, I don't know. Have you guys seen this online where people are doing like like football? They'll like, you'll throw your catch a ball and then you throw it across the screen and then someone somewhere else like, I don't know, like anywhere, really, because you just see the cell phone, like another province, another country catches it, passes it on. They're doing it for every sport, soccer, too. Did you guys see that thing online? I, I... No, are they doing that? Yeah, and like various different sports are, are doing it. So this Manitoba Melee was just a bunch of people like pretending to punch the screen or like kick it or do something and pass it on to somebody else. It was entertaining. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Um, so, yeah, big fan. Um, what, what, sorry, Spencer, what, uh, what portion did you start off at being able to see, uh, just so I know? Uh, I came in near, like, the, near the middle ending of the, the Best Friends Orange Cassidy uh, match, so the next one. Okay, perfect. I missed, missed pretty much most of the first half. 
Sounds good. Um, so yeah, that was entertaining. Uh, I uh, thought it was hilarious. They had Lou Ferrigno with a taser in it. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, it was about like a couple different celebrities and stuff like that. So yeah, very amusing. Next up we had, I loved this next match, honestly. Like this was probably my favorite best friends match ever. They had best friends with Orange Cassie. There's Jimmy Havoc and my least favorite wrestler on the roster, Kip Sabian with, uh, with Penelope uh, in a no DQ match. So wait, so Orange Ca was Chuck E.T. there? Yeah, dude, it was Chuck E. T. and Trent with Orange Cassidy, best friend. Dude, I like Chuck E. T. now. You're, I, I've come around. I, used, I was like you for a while. I didn't really care about him, and now I kind of like him. I liked the. Uh, I, I know I didn't really say it. I don't think too much, but I liked the promo they cut backstage a few weeks back, and uh, I love the name Sexy Chucky Knee. So just because of that, I'm I'm down for the guy now, and I'm into the team. Like Trent's always been cool. He has Bill Murray on his knee pad. Have you ever noticed that? Like uh, when it's no. Yeah, they said said it on commentary tonight. If you look at one of it, like I, I thought it was um the like a dollar bill, the face of like one of the American dollar bills for a while. But then and I saw a close look tonight. It was on commentary. It's like yeah, Bill Murray's face in like a psychedelic pattern. I was like, oh, okay, so Trent's you already it was a president. Like You're like Trent's so patriotic. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Who knows? Give me anything. Is that all they have on their dollar bills is presidents? Isn't that all it is? Dude, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not keen on. My memory's horrible, so I have no idea. Probably, probably. Yeah. No, it's not. That's not true. But I stand uh, corrected. Why does Jay Z have that song "Dead Presidents" then? <laughs> well, because most of them are. But uh, Benjamin Franklin was never president of the United States. Oh, but that's that other song. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. <laughs> exactly, Benjamin. Uh, I believe. Uh, Benjamin Franklin's on the hundred dollar bill. Oh, maybe I do want the Benjamins. I was gonna say I think I want the dead presidents, but now I think I want the Benjamins. Unless they have like a thousand dollar bill, do they have that? Uh, I assume they do, but I don't know who's on it. Um, I'm pretty sure. I I think it's Washington's on like the one, and Lincoln's on the five. Um, someone else is on the twenty. I think Andrew Johnson. Maybe if anyone in the, the states. 20, isn't thrilled by this and wants to educate us, you can tweet us at Crundlemania. Ask underscore rednecks, bro. We're talking about you here. If you want yeah, you got us. This one. We know you're listening. Thanks for the support. Rasta underscore rednecks. Day one right there. We like to shout them on every podcast. Hey, don't forget about other day one -er, at Stephen of Dogtown. Oh, we got we'll a couple these of social media shout outs. We'll get it out. Yeah. You know, there's a couple day oneers. We just know. We love them. Yeah, shout out to all the day ones. And everybody in general it doesn't matter if you're a day one or not. Anyway, we got way off topic here. Sorry. Hey, hey I got I, one second. One last shout out. Shout out for all the day tours. Same. Yeah. All them day tours there. Much love. Appreciate you all. So, yeah, this was a great match, actually. I really enjoyed it. I'm a big fan of these matches. Like, I like hardcore matches as long as there's like actual wrestling in there somewhere, too. Like, no DQ matches. I really like Texas Death matches. Love Moxley versus Archer in a Texas death match. Anyway, I'm off topic now. This match was solid. Uh, finish came when... Uh, so Orange Cassidy got taken earlier in the match uh, by a chair. Uh, Havoc threw one straight into his face, like, aggressively. Uh, so then he came back at the end and caused a distraction. Uh, and then Sexy Chucky... Sexy Chucky... Uh, Chucky T got the win with, uh, like, a modified type of pile driver onto a bunch of chairs. Uh, Spencer, what did you think about the, like part of this that you saw uh spencer are you there 
I forgot to hit my unmute button. Sorry. <laughs> Spencer forgets to unmute. Write it down. <laughs> Episode 11, it happened. <laughs> okay. The insider forgets to unmute. There you go. Um, anyway. Uh, so, yeah. No, I thought it was good. Um, I, uh, I came in kind of in the middle. Um, and I remember Orange Cassidy kind of came out. I think he had just been knocked down and was out for a little bit because they were talking about him. But every time uh, they talked about Orange Cassidy did something, he's like, uh, um, Tony, I think Tony Schiavone is on commentary, I think. And he was like, oh, yeah, Orange Cassidy, don't you think he's a great manager? Like, he's one of the greats and blah, blah, blah. And Jericho's like, no, he's too lazy. He's so lazy. It was just, I, it's, it's just Jericho being great again. But, um, yeah, no, I, I really liked that part. And he hit that, uh, he kind of jumped up off the thing and knocked out, uh, Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford on the outside so that uh, they could cover uh, Havoc in the in the thing, so in the match. So, uh, yeah, that was cool. That's, uh, I always love Orange Cassidy, so boom, there you go. Thrilling. Love it's Orange. Hard not, it's hard not to love Orange Cassidy, freshly squeezed. We are all in agreement on that one. I actually just had one quick thing to add. Um, so I already, you guys already know that I don't like Kip Sabian. He did not gain any appreciation from me when he stood on the corner and, and tagged in in this match. Like there were times where it's a two-on-one and he's standing at the corner waiting to get tagged in. It's a no-DQ match. You don't need to get tagged in in a no-DQ match. So he just stood there looking like a goof on the apron for a little while during this one. And that did not make me like Kip Sabian any more than, than I didn't already like him. Just had to put That'd that be in. so annoying. Okay? Yeah, it was like, dude, like... Come on, wake up. Know the rules. It's like when WWE forgets there's no disqualification in a triple threat match, you go, what? <laughs> yeah, Why? it's good. It's good, man. And it's even weird how, like, so AEW is operating with very loose rules, like as we'll talk about later in the main event, and also as we saw in the Cody versus Sean Spears TNT title tournament match, like they're very loose on the DQ. They do not call a DQ, really. So, like, even though the matches aren't labeled as no DQ, so I sometimes get a little bit confused about that. Like, I get that they have looser rules, but I do think that they need to be a little bit stricter in some of these higher stakes matches about it being just a straight one fall, but a regular uh, matchup where DQs are included. Okay. Okay, okay didn't, didn't know if you had anything you wanted to add to that or not. No, you uh, summed it up, man. I agree. I don't know what else to say. Like, I 100% agree. Why have your... Main, that's like in, that's like what I my least favorite thing in sports with hockey is like they play by those rules all year round in the NHL and then the playoffs come and they go oh let the boys play and I go don't you want to see who's the best with the rules you used all season long, dude that's totally true I feel like, like I don't feel just that. like on the final stretch of Monopoly I don't say hey you know what guys for the last round let's play Yahtzee. <laughs> 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 Let's play Yahtzee. Holy fuck. Screw it. <laughs> oh, man. That was a zinger. Ace. That it's an awesome. Ace Bondaloo. <laughs> Just said his own name because he's Bondaloo. Bond. Bond. <laughs> his own name. <laughs> I thought I was crying, but I think I'm second place in this one here. Ace is episode space could ace. be called Insider Forgets to Press Unmute, and the episode could be called Insider Says His Own Name. Insider walks past his apartment floor four times. Insider. Anyways, continue on with the show. 
Anyways, Britt Baker vignette, Dr. Britt Baker DMD vignette here, talking about how not everyone can uh, be a girl. Yeah, I I'm not this. even gonna finish. I'm not even gonna finish this, Spencer. I'm with you, Spencer. Your feelings are my feelings on this one. So let her let her let the people know. Oh, I have to talk about this now. Oh God. Um, I heard an uh. I thought you had something I, powerful you wanted no, to say. I just hate, no, I just hated it. Like it was just, it was just condescending and stupid. Um, it didn't make her look. It made her look just like a. I guess I guess they want her to look like a bitch. Is that what they want? Yes. Am I crazy? They All do want that. Work. Yeah, she's definitely going for the heel character look here. So I think that's what literally they want. Literally made fun. Di- literally made direct fun of Tony Schiavone with his teeth. Like, with everything wrong with his teeth, she's like, "Stay away from this guy." I think, like, Jesus Christ! Like, could <laughs> you be any more Mean Girls from the movie Mean Girls? Yeah, I. It's weird because, like, I I know she's trying to be a heel, but she's also, like, not really – like, she's a doctor, right? Like, she's trying to, like, show that she's, like, this superwoman-type character, like, a role model for people because of, like, how much she's able to do and where, her position in life, I guess. Uh, but I don't think that this vignette really showed that. I think she was just bashing – like, I don't – she was just bashing uh, Shivani here. And – I got a little away from, I think, the intent of the, of the character. I hated it. But, but do you like Dr. Britt Baker, Ace? Ace does like Dr. Britt Baker, but uh, not that much. Like, I just think she's a really good wrestler, and her character could use a little bit of tweaking, but it's not terrible from where it was. She's quite greatly improved is Ace's take. Yeah, I just didn't I mean, vignette. Yeah, I was just going to say, she said a few times the role model thing, and I was like, that's exactly what Bailey's doing. Like, what? Like, what? That's actually what I thought, too. Yeah, I was like, what is going on with this? Yeah, but Bailey's role model one doesn't do it for me. I don't like Bailey as a heel very much. No, she's not very good either. Yeah. Baker does it better over on the AEW-ski. I agree. I think the only reason Bailey's is kind of lame is because you just she's only ever been a face, and it's just hard to get away from like recognizing her as that, her as her character, like mannerisms and stuff. Yeah. But anyhow, uh, next up we have Sean Spears versus Barrett Black, and uh, a squash match win for Sean Spears. I like Sean Spears, but I don't really care for him to. Like I don't really care what kind of a feud he's in right now. There's so many other people on the roster I'm more invested in. I don't know about you guys. What do you think? Um, what did you say the other guy's name was? Baron Black? Barrett, Barrett. I think. Barrett Black. Yeah. Oh, the, the thing I'm looking at says Baron. Oh, I probably like got it Baron wrong. Corbin. I don't know. Baron yeah, Blade, know. WWE 2K shout out. A <laughs> Spondaloo with the perfect chime in. Um, I have no other thoughts on this match. I didn't really even pay that close attention to it because I, I didn't know who... The uh, the one guy was and yeah, that's all I got. Next up, we've got a Brody Lee and Marco Stunt match. Another win, like squash match win, I guess for Lee. Uh, and Marco gets squashed again, but shows fight. Like he got absolutely blasted in this match again, just like he did against Lance Archer. So he's like showing that courageousness. But hey, it works, man. I mean, he's never going to be a top star. So like. 
use him for what he's good for, which is putting other people over. I liked it. I just keep thinking that it's going to happen when they book him versus Hornswoggle. Yeah, I know you really don't like Marco very much, do you? <laughs> I just don't think he's... He just looks like a guy who's a wrestler. Like, he's just, like, <laughs> says he is. Like, he's, like, actually, like, done no training for it, it feels like, physically at least. I mean, right. fair enough, yeah. I, I don't really like him either. I don't... I don't feel that strongly about him. He's just like a guy I see and I go, well, he's probably taking the L today. <laughs> if it was like, hey, if his character was he was in grade nine and he won a contest, then I'd believe it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, shots fired from Ace Bodley. Sorry, Marco Stunt, if you're listening. You're not listening, but if you were listening. Oh, that was good. Well played. Well played, Ace. Um... I was just gonna say, Marco Stunt has nothing wrong with him, right? Like he's just like a—he's short. That's it. I have no idea. I haven't really looked that much into the guy. Oh, because that came off as an, an insensitive comment. I did not mean that. I don't know if I thought he was just a short dude. <laughs> I'm gonna look this up and find out if I'm a terrible person or not. Yeah, let's cut the sound if Ace ends up being uh, wrong here. Um. Anyway, Spencer, he got rudely cut off just now. What? Do, what right? do you thought? Rude Ace Bondaloo here. Um, <laughs> a good thing I almost forgot, but I didn't. Um, Brody Lee, I want to I start seeing these big guys fight each other. You know, I'm tired of seeing them fight squashies. But I guess that is a good thing for pay-per-views. But they just don't have it set up like, well, I guess maybe Luchasaurus could come back and fight Brody Lee because he squashed Marco Stunt so meanly. But like, like Lance Archer, I guess tonight counts, and we're get, and we'll get to that. But uh, um, I don't know. It's just I just want to see some of their bigger guys fight each other. Like they have such a great big guys division kind of thing. I know it's not exactly that's not exactly how it is, but like like Brody Lee, Lance Archer, um, Luchasaurus, Wardlow. None of those guys have fought each other. That's my point. Dude, I'm with you on that. I think they have the best big man division in wrestling right now. Honestly, like in some, well, not maybe in wrestling. There's some solid big men in NXT, but I mean, like if actually on the main roster, in Raw yeah, we were just, I think he's just short <laughs> no. and we were just freaking out. And now we're just, yeah. it makes us sound even terrible because we're like, well, he must have something wrong with him. Oh, oh, who could look, who could look like that? Ace, you're the only one who said that. I mean, I, I didn't form a stance on it. I don't think Spencer did either. So I, I'm not yeah, going to well, comment. Leave it in. Anyways, uh, whatever. <laughs> he was short. That's what it was. I don't feel anyway, as bad. Spence had a great point about the uh, big men division in, in AEW. It's really stacked. I, I don't know. It's just a weird time right now, right? Because like they have a limited roster for due to travel reasons. So I feel like once Double or Nothing is finished, then we're really going to see what, where things go. Because now like the States is, has a little bit more of an understanding of this virus. And they, they also have... You know, wrestling's been declared, in, or WWE is an essential business, and I believe they have the opportunity to do what they're doing at Daily's Place too for AEW and uh, where is it, Florida, I think. So, um, with that being known, uh, there's probably going to we'll have to see like after the AEW pay per view if the regular wrestlers that we normally see, like Luchasaurus, uh, uh, Jungle Boy, others like that, if they come back uh, after the pay per view. If they don't, then I don't think we're going to see a lot of those big men matches. 
for a long time. I guess I could do Wardlow versus Archer at a pay-per-view. Like if Wardlow, if Archer's champion, I would I would totally love to see him face nothing but big men for the entire time that he's champion. Like like you said, Spencer, I want to see that Wardlow matchup, Jake Hager, um, all those other big guys in the division and just see them beast each other. How could I forget Jake Hager? I feel dumb for forgetting that guy. I mean, he's not had like his run's been okay in AEW. Like it's been all right. I just wish he could get new gear. I think his gear looks terrible. But other than that, he's uh, he's all right. See, well, it'll be interesting to see where he goes after this too. Nonetheless, Mox vignette was after this, and uh, he just talked about the championship and like these tough times, all these different things. It was filmed really well. I think it's probably from his house. Yeah, nice to have Mox on TV if he's not going to wrestle. Um, I don't think anybody has any complaints about John Moxley. Zero. Zip. Main event time. Uh, Lance Archer versus Dustin Rhodes in a TNT Championship semi. Uh, Dustin bladed a minute into this match. Maybe not even a minute into this match. Like uh, Archer kicked him in the head with a chair that he was trying to use on Archer in the first place. And uh, a loyal follow of ours who interacts with us pretty much all the time on Twitter... Uh, Ingrid Phoenix literally uh, shot him, like tweeted us and said, "Like that did not take a minute, did it? Man, either this guy is bleeding or his skin is super thin." So I think he bled, which is just something the Rhodes brothers like to do a lot in their matches. Uh, and basically, Archer pretty much beat the crap out of Dustin for most of this match. Dustin got a little bit of offense in, and then Cody came down at ringside, and everybody from Nightmare Family came in. They uh, they went to throw in the towel. Cody stopped like Brandy from throwing in the towel. That Archer like literally just bashed Dustin's head into the mat and pinned him for the three. Like knocked him out. It was like a super unique finish. You don't see that very often. This is gonna end Dustin Rhodes' career. One, but two, pins him. three. Cody Rhodes had the chance to stop Dustin from getting that beating, and instead he allowed it to happen. Cody. He, he allowed his older brothers to, to, to go down in flames when he could have stopped it, Cody. And Lance Archer is my favorite thing right now, dude. He's a freaking beast. Another squash match win, and I'm pumped for this match with Cody. What do you guys think about this? Yeah, Lance Archer's cool, man, and cool for Dustin for putting him over, baby. Yeah, this kind of went almost exactly as I, uh, as you kind of expected it to. Well, I, I mean, I had a feeling, but... Um, you know I, who's got to yeah, get anyway, their ass kicked, too, is up? Cody. Probably. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if, if Lance Archer kicks Cody's ass in the in this tournament. Uh, yeah, and then Cody's got to come back good. and beat him. Yeah, Lance Archer's. I see. I can kind of see what you're saying, Mike. Um, Lance Archer is uh, is going to be. I think he could come out of this as champion. I, I know you picked him from the start, but uh, it would make him look very strong, and uh, I would love to see him fight a lot of big men. But uh, um, I know. I know when I complain about booking. Um, that everyone's got like limited rosters, but that still doesn't mean I can't be like, oh, it kind of sucks that you have to pair up like jobbers and from NXT and just have them lose every single time. I mean, that's just that's just an example. I'm not going to get off topic here, but uh, yeah, that's just uh, I that's just my thought. Hey, you could be a, you could be annoyed know. at that because it's not fun to watch. Yeah, but that's I mean, I just gotta, that. Yeah. I agree about that. I trust we all want there to be a full roster right now. There's tons of matches yeah, of see. Definitely. I'm with you there. Yeah, that's the end of AEW. I thought it was a pretty solid show tonight. Very physical tonight. Very uh there's the no DQ match, obviously. There's blood in the main event, and yeah, just just a physical show. And that's kind of what I like about AEW. the main, the opener was super physical too. Like, yeah, it's, it's like a real fight feel tonight. Loved it. 
It's a huge fan. I'm curious what they're going to do for matches for Double or Nothing, though, because they haven't really, like, the pay per is coming up pretty soon here, and they haven't really set anything up other than the TNT Championship match. So I, I don't really know what direction they're going in, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, Spence, you ready to break down some WWE NXT? Uh, yeah, or do you want to do the social media shoutouts right now, or should we do that at the end? What do you think? To be That's honest with you, we don't now, have this is all about AEW. Yeah, we don't have that many today, I don't think, to be honest. I think more people might have been watching NXT tonight, honestly, because it looked like it was a pretty solid show. Well, yeah, it sounds pretty solid. Here we go. Social media shout-outs. Social media shout-outs. Um, Mike, anyone that came to mind tonight? First off, I want yeah. to shout out the votes on the uh, the uh, polls. I like that. No one ever gets credit for that, but we appreciate that. Anyways, continue. Yeah, we had solid interaction on the polls tonight. So the first poll we had was if you watched AEW and NXT, which one you preferred? And I just said that I thought there was more people watching NXT, but out of 17 votes, 88% of people said AEW. So uh, interesting. I know that's, I mean, that's 17 people, but nonetheless, who knows? Maybe that's the trend of everybody. Uh, we had another poll talking about, uh, well, there's a couple different polls. I don't know. Um, I can't find the other ones. I'm baked right now. I'm not even going to try. I don't think we had any other comments tonight. There's a, a lot of comments from Angry Phoenix, like multiple ones. Thanks a lot. Always appreciate the interactions. A lot yeah, of there likes. is a comment here. Uh, this guy at Baked Guy thinks. Uh, oh, come on. Commented now. on our last <laughs> podcast um, about Spencer predicting the future of Cedric Alexander and Ricochet. And he said, I could see it happening where Spencer said they're like just win or lose team. And then he also said, I could also see Christian in the WWE Hall of Fame. And I got to agree, I could see it as well. I think Christian I, should be in the Hall of Fame. What do you guys think? I got love for Baked Guy Thinks, who's also a day one. But this is a note. This is a message to Baked Guy Thinks, if he's listening to this. I, I'm not sure, but if he's listening to this message. I don't think he listens. Well, you know what? If he's not listening, Christian, to the Hall of Fame. Okay, we get it. You're passionate about it. But every day. Every day you're honest about it. Christian in the Hall of Fame. Christian in the Hall of Fame. Christian in the Hall of Fame. That's what he's this thinking guy, about, I guess. He must be pretty big. this guy is, I tell you, he's on one. This man, this man must be riding something because he's, uh, he's got a very passionate addiction to Christian there. But you know what? That's great. Probably a really nice guy. We appreciate it. Yeah. Christian should be in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to NXT. <laughs> All right, let's do that. Uh, okay, so NXT tonight. Um, full disclosure, did not watch NXT. Uh, we'll watch highlights later, but because uh, it sounds like a good show, we had a uh, a, a match. We had a, a oh, we had a title match tonight. Um, we had a a match for the cruiserweight championship tournament tonight. Um, and some other uh, action and, and other nonsense as well. So uh, we start off um, night, and tonight we have Mauro and Ronaldo and Beth Phoenix back on commentary. Ronaldo has been out of commentary for the last couple of days or, or a couple of weeks, I guess. Um, so good to have him back on commentary. I know he, it's weird on NXT when it's not him. Anyway, uh, so our first match was Isaiah Swerve Scott, and I—that's I, how he introduced himself, which blows me away because, like, just be known as Swerve or Isaiah Scott or 
something other than that. I don't like it. It just throws me off. Any and your guys is uh, boy El Hijo del Fantasma. Um, they have a match to start off NXT tonight. Um, there's some early uh, attempts at uh, pins and kickouts and whatnot. Um, some big chops. Uh, seems like both guys get in some good back and forth uh, action. Um, but uh, the finale comes about uh, when Phantasma goes for his uh, Phantom Drive, but uh, Scott dodges it and rolls uh, Phantasma up for a crucifix pin um, and wins. So your winner was Isaiah Swerve Scott, which kind of surprised Yeah, that me. was a swerve. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know. I didn't expect this at all. Uh, Mike, what do you think? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge fan of both of these guys, so it was a win-win for me. But El Hijo just debuted, so I don't think they should be having him lose. Like, I would like to have maybe have seen him run through every single matchup in the round robin. Yeah, wasn't uh, that my pick to win? I think it was. So that's I don't actually I don't know if we made picks to be honest with you, uh, but he would be a favorite. So I was shocked by this, but again, like I like Swerve too. Uh, he on the Indies, like his name was Shane Strickland. He's always had the swerve in his name, um, but I think it works a lot less right now than it did when he was uh, Shane Strickland. Because, like, when he was Shane Strickland, people basically just called him Swerve. Now they like yeah, because it sounds like he wanted to sell propane accessories. <laughs> Hot takes Ace, uh, but Dude, isn't that like the name of the propane company in King of the Hill? I don't know. I don't watch King of the Hill. No, oh, I can't tell you. Sorry, it was. Um, and yes, I don't think I mentioned at the start, but this was a match for the uh, Cruiserweight uh, tournament. So uh, uh, if I forgot to mention that, I apologize. But this was that. So oh, Isaiah Swerve Bobby. Scott. Yeah. <laughs> That's ace. All right, Hank. Hank Hill <laughs> over here. Uh, okay, so um, Scott, after the match, says that he needs this win more than anyone. Um, so it'll be Swerve's house. That's what he wants to call it. And that's awful. Um, and uh, Adam Cole is uh, also going to be on the show later tonight talking about uh, um, the match between himself and the Dream. So uh, that's still that's still going on because they did actually announce that later on in the show. I'm um, not really spoiling anything on that, but uh, yeah. So uh, before we go to commercial on that, we get uh, a bit with uh, Candice LeRae. And Johnny Gargano, and she's gonna. Candice LeRae is gonna do things the Johnny Gargano way um, in her match up after this. Um, but before the match, there's an interview with Dominic Dijakovic, so Cesaro two, um, and Cesaro two uh, challenges uh, Johnny Gargano to a match um, next week. So it looks like there's gonna be a match between Gargano and uh, Cesaro two. Cesaro two. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's that. Um, so let me get this straight. Candice LeRae comes out and she's wearing a cup. Um, I don't know. I didn't see that. <laughs> I didn't oh, see well, that she at said all. The Johnny Gargano way. So <laughs> I don't think so. Um, before we get to that, there's another little thing. Uh, oh, right. I sorry. I missed a little thing about uh, El Hijo del Fantasma was attempted to be kidnapped again, apparently. So apparently this has happened a few times um, to Phantasma and a few other uh, guys that get kidnapped, but uh, Phantasma's fought them off. Um, 
I don't know where that's leading. Could be literally anywhere. Very strange. Uh, but uh, next up is Candice LeRae versus Casey Cantanzaro. Um, I think I said that wrong. Um, but uh, Gargano's on the sideline, and he calls his wife uh, the Poison Pixie. Um, oh, God. Yeah, that's what they call her now. Um so this they have a match here that goes back and forth, but uh, it's basically a squash match for Larray. Um she hits or she gets uh Casey into a uh into the Gargano escape a couple times, but uh she uh gets gets the win off her new finisher called the Wicked Stepsister. So that's another thing that's new with uh, Candice LeRae. Mm, uh, yucky. Very fascinating. Fascinating. Just fascinating. Uh, they start to leave, but then they go back and, and uh, Candice puts uh, Casey back into the Gargano escape. Um, she taps out, but there's no point in tapping out because it's not a match. She just does it for for, for no reason. And eventually they decide to leave and they look very pleased with themselves and blah, blah, blah. Um, Damien Priest ends up on our screen next. So hooray for that. Uh, he's going to finish what he started because tonight the main event is himself, Damien Priest, versus uh, the man known as Keith Lee. Um, I'm not going to spoil that yet, but I think we can all guess where that one's going. Um, but they have a match for the uh, the North American title tonight. Um, Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher are up, so we have a uh, another, they're still broserweights. Uh, they're both anou- both announced as NXT Tag Champions, but uh, Riddle has both belts. So they do a game um, because they were accused of not being re- bros. They call it the Newly Bros Show, so it's like the Newlywed Game. Um, pretty funny segment by the sounds of it. Uh, basically, they. Uh, they write down. They just, it's like the newlywed game where one of them says says an answer out loud, and the other one writes it down, and you see if it matches. Um, so uh, the first one is um, Byron asks them what uh, Byron asks Riddle what he had for breakfast. Thatcher says he has no idea. Riddle says that he has no idea what he had had for breakfast either. So I thought that was <laughs> hilarious. Matt Riddle had no idea what he had for breakfast. Perfect in character. Um, <laughs> uh, moving on to the next question, it was uh, he asked him, he asked, uh, Byron asked Thatcher uh, if he watches TV. Um, Thatcher says no. He says he ever thought about buying one. He said Thatcher says I would buy it if the price is right. And Riddle flips over his card and it's wrote and he wrote the price is right. He asked what what his favorite TV show is. So Price is Right got him got it right. <laughs> um. After that, the next question, they only do about three of these questions. Uh, so the third, the last one um, was uh, Saxon asked Thatcher the craziest place he's ever done it, quotation marks. Uh, Thatcher says he was in the ring, but once he had a triple threat in a laundromat. And Riddle wrote, threesome in, in a washer. There you go. <laughs> he nailed it. <laughs> so fantastic segment from the new Broserweights. Um, but as they get announced for speed round, they get attacked by Imperium's Marcel Barthel and Fabian Aikner. Um, pretty sure I said that one right. Casey Cannonsara. Um, 
I, oh, I said it wrong. Damn it. Okay, whatever. Um, they attack uh, Riddle and Thatcher. They fight him off, but uh, or they fight him away, and Thatcher gets hit with a uh, uh, a European bomb combo. So they want they clearly want the title belt. That's the point of that. Um, Mia Yim has a title match with Charlotte Flair coming up right away. Um, but before we get to that, there's uh, some advertisements. Man, for this, WWE is stacked. Stacked. this is stacked. This is a man. banger. There's <laughs> a lot of stuff on NXT. Uh, wow. Because Adam Cole cuts a promo about uh, Dream not deserving an NXT championship match. Uh, so we walk out. He says the dream the dream is over. There's nothing he can do about it. Um, so yeah, the next week it's advertised Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream for the NXT Championship. Um, looking forward to that. Uh, Mia Yim and and then and Charlotte Flair. Sorry, can't talk. Uh, are you doing it? Next. I'm doing it. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, non-title match between these two, Mia. Yeah, I thought I had originally thought that uh, this was a title match for some reason. Then I was like, no, wait, it's Euro Shirai um, that has the title match, and that's next week. Um, but Mia Yim is uh, trying to make, trying to look to be the next one up, kind of thing. If uh, if Io doesn't win, um, so they both get some back and forth action on this on this match. Sounds like it was pretty good uh, back and. Fourth, um, Charlotte tries to hit a figure four, um, and, but Yim reverses it. Uh, she went for her finisher, but uh, Charlotte got her in, into a figure eight, and Mia taps out. Um, so Iro Shirai comes down to confront her afterwards and says, next week, you're mine. So yeah, con- confirming that we have that. Um, we get a slight uh, a video package hyping up Karrion uh, Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux for next week, so there's going to be more for them next week. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Casey Catanzaro is up next, just being attended by medical staff because she was so brutally attacked. And Candice LeRae and Jar- Johnny Gargano walk by with Candice saying, "This is the new NXT, and to get used to it." Um, so Ray, um, for more of those of Johnny Gargano, I don't really like Johnny heel. To be I don't honest, like Johnny Gargano as a heel either. I don't yeah, like Johnny just... Gargano as a face or a heel. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Right on. Good Good to know I can bash this idiot and not really have to worry about... Well, I wasn't really worried about it before, but still. Um, yeah, so uh, there's that. And then after that, we get... Uh, so I guess it was last week, we weren't really sure what happened to Finn Balor. I wasn't anyway. I guess it's mostly on me for not watching. Um, but uh, I guess last week he was attacked and vanished. So next week, Finn Balor will back on NXT and to address who attacked him. So that's a thing that's happening. Cool. Um, and then we have, after this, we have Dexter Loomis versus the man in competition for the jobbingest job that ever jobbed with our boy Austin Theory, uh, Shane Thorne. I don't think I've ever looked at a match and seen Shane Thorne winning. So Anyway, this continues tonight with Dexter Loomis getting a win. He seems very weird, this Dexter Loomis. Um, does, like, staring off into space, and he, like, after he wins, he cradles Thorne. Is it Shane Thorne? Yes, thanks, Shane Thorne, sorry. Um, he cradles his head in his lap, stares into the distance. He's just, he's just a weird guy. Isn't that guy... Um, 
on a tag team with MVP now, Shane Thorne? Yeah, I was about to say that as well. Like, why are they doing this to him if he's supposed to be pushed on Rye, the new team, with my boy, Brendan Vink, and this oh, guy? that's right. I knew I just heard his name. <laughs> like, that what doesn't make sense. There's no, there's no continuity there. Like, they, are they not communicating with each other about this? Uh, I, don't I don't know. No. Maybe they ditched no. the MVP thing. We'll have to wait and see. Oh, Maybe. Boy. One weekend. Not even one weekend. And they're already through with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Anyway, all right. So that's just weird. I don't really get any of this, that section. Um, but now we get uh, Jake Atlas is giving some words of encouragement to Drake Maverick. Um, after, oh, yeah, they. Uh, Drake, uh, oh, it was after their match went off la- off the air last week. Sorry, I misread some stuff. Um, he's sitting backstage. Drake Maverickson sitting uh, backstage for his match uh, for tonight. He's up against Tony Nice. Um, so there, he's he's getting ready for that. Maverick is. So then they cut over to Keith Lee getting ready for that. He's larynx is bruised because last week, if you remember, um. Idiot Von Dickface there hit hit him with a nightstick in the throat apparently, but uh, yeah, so he uh, so Keith Lee is not happy with that, but uh, he's gonna beat him tonight. Uh, so that's Keith Lee's little promo. Four. Um, oh, he says right. something about he says something about priest to live in infamy. He he will allow priest to live in infamy, like he's gonna end him and live. I don't know. It's I bet it, I bet it worked coming out of uh, Keith Lee's. Uh, voice and face um not out of mine uh so that now we have tony nice versus drake maverick um tony nice uh kind of dominates the first stretch of this but i think maverick gets kind of fed up and starts fighting back and hits drop kicks and and uh um finally he dodges a uh the running nice as uh mike's favorite uh, name for a uh finisher there uh, Maverick niece. dodges it. The running <laughs> niece, yes. Um, which is it basically just uh, the same as Adam Cole's the last shot, where he just like bounces off the ropes and needs knees them with his bare knee because he pulls down his knee pad. Uh, no, it's worse than that. Like, oh, the, no. like the last shot is a, is technically a shining wizard with an exposed knee pad, which is the same okay. finisher that like Tegan Knox uses. But yeah, yeah, yeah. this is just a running knee in the corner, and oh, it my just God. <laughs> Running this. Oh, oh God! <laughs> all right. Well, I thought it was all right. That's even worse, but that's okay. Uh, he missed it anyway. Um, and Maverick goes up to a top rope um, and hit him. Oh yeah, hit him with a big wheel, uh, wheelbarrow bulldog um, from the top rope. Pins him for the victory. So Drake Maverick won tonight. So he's now one and one in this tournament. So I don't know what that means. Doesn't I knew he'd get at least one win. He had to think he got one, but I don't think he wins the title. Like I don't like he's And you know what I think's gonna happen? I think he's gonna get released and then once this is all done, they're gonna announce that they re signed him. Wouldn't be surprised. Yep. I think that's gonna happen. I would be willing to bet money on it. But congratulations, uh, Drake Maverick. You're about the only person I know with this all going on who won their job back by posting a video on Twitter and I'm stoked for you, I guess. I, you can't well, really be mad know. at the guy. We don't know that he's won his job back yet. We're just assuming. Yeah, that's right. 
That's right. And some people are assuming it's a work, and I'm like, I like to give Drake Maverick the benefit of the doubt that he wouldn't do that. So same, same. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Would. No, me either. Um, what if he did though? Like, if this was a work, how would you guys feel about it? I'd be like, what the pretty bad dude? That's pretty low. Yeah, I'd feel pretty low. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think too highly of, of him for it, but or I wouldn't think yeah. too highly of the whole fit situation. But then, you know? in my back of my head, I'd also be thinking like, but if he doesn't do it, he loses his job. So what? <laughs> yeah, you know, can't be too mad. Yeah, was, be it's a, a weird position to be in. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, so we're gonna get to the last NXT tonight, because, um, like I said uh, before, we have we have just before this match starts, we have just some more video confirmation that uh, uh, Gargano versus Cesaro two is up next up next for next week, and Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream for the NXT Championship, um, as well as Eero Shirai and uh, Charlotte Flair. So next week's NXT should be a cracker. Um, lots of uh, big big names. And titles on the line. Um, but as for tonight, the NXT title is... And the NXT North American title, sorry, is on the line with Keith Lee uh, versus Damian Priest. Um, so this match starts uh, off, and it's uh, it, Priest really tries to get in there and try to overwhelm Lee with like a lot of offense right away. Uh, but Keith Lee it withstands it, um, starts striking back... Uh, they trade suplexes. They go for other. They just a back and forth match. It seems seems it went pretty long, um, but uh, uh, Damien Priest tries to or hits his choke slam on Lee, gets a two count. Um, Priest goes uh, tries to get uh, his nightstick, uh, but the referee is distracted, um, takes it out. But uh, oh no, he gets both. Oh, he gets sorry, sorry, Jesus Christ. Um, he gets the title and the. He gets both. The referee grabs a title away from Priest, um, distracted by it. Priest tries to hit Lee with his nightstick. He blocks the night nightstick. Um, double chop on Lee's on uh, Priest's chest, and then Lee hits two spirit bombs on Damian Priest for the win. So that was a little garbled because I can't uh, speak at the moment. Um, but that is how the uh, fi- the finale ends, and uh, Keith Lee is here reigning and uh, successful champion, North American champion. With another spirit bomb, Keith Lee remains NXT North American champion. Here is your winner, and still the NXT North American champion, Keith Lee. I think he's going to have the title for a while, Keith Lee. Like, I think that's going to be a long reign. Or we get title versus title against Adam Cole. Yeah, I'm fine with that, too. Like, with this whole dream situation, they probably shouldn't be putting the belt on him. So I'd much rather they do Lee, because I've said it tons of times before, it's getting stale for me with Cole as champion. Like, he'll probably be fine chasing it. He's a guy that almost works better that way, or, like, can work that way. So, yeah, put it on anybody. Like, Keith Lee, great great idea. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens next week with the dream. So we'll have to wait and see. Something yeah, tells me that sorry, sorry, Mike. Um, I was just gonna say, like, I was thinking about this today a lot. That whole timeline. And I think this whole situation, like can't having to cancel takeover really screwed them because I think they wanted um their original what what logically to me seems like their original plan was to have 
both uh, the the Broserweights take the tag title and Adam Cole lose the NXT title and have them called up to Raw after Mania. Um, but that, of course, didn't happen, couldn't happen. So then they had to backtrack and do all this. So then this change, of course, really screwed them over in a lot of ways. Because, like, yeah, why the forgotten knowledge? But so, I mean, just like why the Forgotten Sons then? It's like they were just given an extra spot because, like, people thought, yeah, that Undisputed Arrow was going to get called up for the tag division. Um, Adam Cole could have called, got called up with them. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just spitballing I, like an idea, but it's just, it was just logical to me, um, that like they got screwed out of their timeline and, they, and this timeline got completely, completely backtracked by everything else that's happened with dream and all this stuff yeah i i agree spencer (laughs) i wouldn't have been surprised at all if um if the undisputed era was supposed to be called up to smackdown like that wouldn't surprise me whatsoever because uh, they already had adam cole on smackdown like when they did that nxt invasion angle and he had those like i think he had that match with daniel bryan so they're trying to showcase the guy on smackdown um so yeah i definitely could have seen them doing that it's definitely yeah, definitely a, not an ideal situation, but I think that all things considered, they've bounced back pretty well. Like this show, I, I don't know, I, <laughs> I haven't watched it. But the, the recap sounded pretty good. I'll watch Friday when it's live in Canada, and uh, well, not live, but airing in Canada, and I'm actually excited for it. I'm looking forward to some of the stuff. Oh my goodness gracious, that's embarrassing. I'm looking forward to some of the stuff they're doing in NXT uh, going forward. I really like Karrion Cross. He's a pretty cool character. And they've got a couple other compelling storylines in the works with Balor and stuff. And I like Walter, so if he's able to come back around when it's all said and done. And I'm excited to see who the attacker of Finn Balor is. Like, I hope it's somebody new. That'd be pretty dope. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. All right, Ace, you want to set up our next uh, segment there, bud? The Clapper, the Crapper, and the Knee Slapper. Uh, All right. Um, the first one is the clapper. The one thing this uh, week uh, between the two shows that we liked the most, and I'll let Mike go first because uh, I know he's got one picked out right away, and he'll uh, he'll tell you about it because I know who it's going to be. The clapper, yeah, Lance Archer for the clapper for me, which is a no-brainer every week. Until Lance Archer loses, I'm sorry, but that's probably going to be my Wednesday clapper. He is my favorite wrestler in the business right now. Twenty years in the biz. He was a college football quarterback as well, just done it all. And um, man, like he just he just has like really like he's just got an it factor. I don't know, like it's funny because when he was wrestling in WWE, it was early in his career as Vance Archer, and he just didn't have it. Him and Kurt Hawkins were a team. Ace actually brought this up in our group chat not long ago. And um, yeah, I don't know. He just didn't have that. He didn't have what he needed yet. He was a big man, but he didn't have that charisma he needed. He found it in New Japan, and now he's just lights out. Mm-hmm. He's good. I like watching him. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Like Move set. Yeah. Uh, Spence, what was your clapper? Um, my clapper. Um. Uh, what was it? Let me just. Oh God! Did you have yours? Because if you have yours ready, you go now, and I just need to think. He has I had notes. it. And I forgot. Uh, my Ooh, clapper space. is Velveteen Dream. Uh, not Velveteen Dream. <laughs> 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 oh God, no! See, I'm also from my clapper is Keith Lee. 
Holy uh, smokes. I was thinking about who's replacing Velveteen Dream. It's <laughs> probably Keith Lee. And I think they're booking him really, really well. I can't wait to see uh, what he does next. Like every week he's just good in the ring. He's good on the mic. And he was even, he was the best part of that main event movie on Netflix. I believe he was the smooth operator in that. Yes, he was. Smooth. Wow. Well, good choice. Very solid choice. That's my um, real clapper. I apologize for my word fumble. That's all that was. It's all right. We get it. Um, yeah, so my, my clapper um, and could be my Wednesday clapper a lot as well for the next little while. Uh, it was Orange Cassidy um, assisting in that match with uh, the best friends. Um, just his like lazy dodging and pl- paired with so Orange Cassidy paired with Jericho's commentary, just being like, "He's so lazy. He's just so lazy." It was just fantastic. So that's uh, that's my clapper. Feel right, well, what's, what's the intro of the next seg? Yeah, it's uh, our clapper. Well, one thing. No, we just did the clapper. The crapper. The crapper. The crapper. Oh. <laughs> the crapper. And one thing in wrestling we did not like, and I guess I'll start things off. And I, I don't know if this is, not, if this is sort of uh, an unpopular opinion or not, but uh, my crapper is going to be a Doctor Britt. Well, we already talked about it a bit, but it's Doctor Britt Baker. I just didn't like her vignette this week. It didn't resonate with me. And we talked about it. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. He's I like the promo. Uh, my crapper was no Luther on TV. <clears throat> I'm just kidding. That's not <laughs> oh, the big man. <laughs> no. My crapper was actually them continuing to do this whole, whole dream thing still while this weird stuff is still going on around all that. So. That's it. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's weird. I, mean, I think they could have just skipped it for a week. You never know. They could have him get like attacked backstage and then the match doesn't even happen. Like there's a possibility he gets like something happens to him. Like if like by the time we get to next Wednesday still even, like a lot could happen from now until then. So who knows? Like I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. We could all just sit here and speculate it all, all day, but we could be wrong. We could be right. Who's the now? So I just think they mm-hmm. could have just kept it off. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, all right. That's fair. Um, I'm going to take my, take my crapper now. Um, and I'm going to pick, uh, Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano, just all the things that they're doing. The poison pixie, um, the wicked stepsister, the whatever the hell it was, the, this is the new NXT and he's all wearing like a white jacket. I don't, I don't, that's just bad. Just bad. Why are they bad? Yeah, that's, uh. That's not great stuff. I don't like what they're doing. I'm sure some people online love Gargano and Candice LeRae, but no, I'm just not. They're not for me. It's a bit too hokey. But well, there's just here's the difference. Some people can do hokey and some people can't. Like when Matt Hardy does hokey, I'm down with it. When Gargano does it, I'm just like, this is silly. When Nikki Cross <laughs> does it, I'm like, this is silly. You know? That's fair. Yeah. It's just, it's those certain certain way they go about it just can't do it i agree um i'll introduce our last segment our uh, knee slapper 
<sighs> the knee slapper. Uh, so the one thing in wrestling we found knee slappingly hilarious. Um, I'm going to take the best and the best one. Um, the newly bros game. Well, we're the best tag team. On the first ever episode of the Newly Pro Show! Specifically, uh, the, the <laughs> Matt Riddle had no idea what he had for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> that is just that is That's so funny, buddy. Matt Riddle is absolutely money. He's great. I read, I read a tweet tonight that said... Uh, Matt Riddle was uh, was just made for the WWE, and I was like, you know what? I yeah, I can see that. He's just he's just wonderful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mike, what was so your knee charming. slapper? My knee slapper this week is going to be Chris Jericho on commentary. I thought he had some good puns tonight, like usual, and uh, yeah, he he's always entertaining. Him and Shivani were pretty funny together again this week. I, I've been liking Shivani with Cody or Jericho. Like the dudes, just they just have good cam. It was funny. I liked it. They're amusing to listen to. My uh, knee slapper was uh, Shane Thorne just showing up on NXT after he joined a stable with MVP. What? Okay, well that's <laughs> funny. That makes no sense. So sure, why not? I feel you. Yeah, I was not a fan of it. Um, well, that was the show. We now talk about what we consumed this evening. Uh, who would like to talk what uh, they have from the crundle drawer? Yeah, I'm blasted, so I'll, you, I'll definitely go first. Whew. I had top shelf shatter tonight. 70, I was about to say 70 MGs. I don't know how many. I had a bunch of top shelf shatter tonight. I put it in a joint with some triple X Kush. And um, yeah, the company, I think the company name is Top Shelf Shatter. Um, if I'm wrong about that, then sorry, but <laughs> I think it was Top Shelf Shatter. Um, anyway, it doesn't really matter one way or the other. It was really good, and uh, I think I'm going to keep using it from now on. I don't have much of a review because much of a review uh, because I'm uh, pretty baked. So I think that would be a success. That's all, all right. Spence, what about you? Uh, as for me, I had um, a, a strain called Ghost Train Haze. Uh, from Color Cannabis, um, and it's it comes in at about twenty two percent THC. And uh, I ripped uh, three bong hits at the very beginning of this podcast, I think. And uh, I'm yeah, I'm doing doing pretty good. Um, yeah, wow, this stuff is good. I also have a little bit of Keef. Uh, you can you can, some stores you can buy just like a gram of Keef. Um, so I sprinkled that on top as well, and it's uh, it's great because you can just it's 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 much more like a gram of keef can you can stretch out for quite a while. Um, so it's a good idea. So uh, yeah, that, that was what I had. Ace, what about yourself? Yeah, I kept fumbling with the case. I don't know if people could hear that. Um, it's a seven acres Jack Hayes. It's about eighteen percent, and it's pretty pricey. Pretty, pretty pricey. This costs your boy Ace about forty-seven ninety-nine, and uh, it's good though. It's uh, it's good if you just want like a nice, strong buzz to ride all night. That's the one you go with. It's a good review. I like it. All right. Well, we will check in with you again on 
Tuesday next week because we decided we're going to not do SmackDown shows unless it's the go-home show till Money in the Bank. And I believe Money in the Bank is not this Sunday, correct? It's next Sunday, yeah. It is this Sunday? No, it's next Sunday. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so we won't do one this Friday, but we'll recap SmackDown on Monday night after Raw. Yes, sir. Uh, we're on social media at uh, Crumblemania. Final thoughts for the Crumblemaniacs. Yeah, thanks again, everybody, for interacting with us. We always appreciate it. And, um, yeah, have yourself a great rest of the week. We'll talk to you soon. Oh, and I also have a feature coming on Lance Archer. It's going to drop sometime before next Wednesday. So stay tuned for that. You heard it here first, folks. Mike likes Lance Archer.